0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode five hundred and twenty seven. Today's show is brought to you by Trade Coffee and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad. Oh my gosh, it's Pen Show Week, Mike. Oh, here he goes. <laughs> what are we gonna talk about today? I wonder.
1: We're losing so many listeners because of me, Mike. Uh-huh. Shocker. <laughs> nah, Shocker. They all love you. <laughs> Everyone loves Brand. Brand Downey. Yep. Oh boy! So yeah, um, no, we're uh, getting ready to hit the road here at uh, Panic HQ, heading to the San Francisco Pin Show, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. But um, we had some uh, some new topics I've kind of mixed and mingled into this as I talk about uh, Pin Show prep that I'm working on for this week, mm-hmm. um, and an important one I think to share with our listeners came across my Twitter timeline. Uh, from, from Dave Gullet, a tweeter sent me this page that they found on Hobonichi's website, which is 1101.com. For all of those who aren't familiar, if you see 1101 in the stationary world, that's actually the Hobonichi um, homepage. That's their URL. It just is what it is. I can't remember. We've investigated why it's that mm-hmm. name uh, in the past, but I have not right now. But I thought this was interesting enough, Mike, that they finally addressed the Tomoe River paper uh, changes that yeah. have been going on for the past several years. And I'd like to read this page. It's not very long, and I think it's provides some good insight on what Hobonichi's plans are, because a lot of their identity is tied into the paper they use, right? So, yep. the that paper is the 52 GSM Tomoe River, the, the beloved page that uh, a lot of us have used for many, many years, probably going on to close to a decade now, maybe not quite that long, but since it became very, very popular. So I'm going to read this page real quick, and uh, we'll kind of break it down as we go. Mm-hmm. The, the main characteristic of the Hobonichi Techo's paper is how thin and durable it is. It uses Tomoe River paper, which will change starting with the Hobonichi Techo 2024. In order to allow users to try out the feel of the new Tomoe River paper before the change happens, we'll be including a test sheet with eligible Hobonichi Techo 2023 books. The Hobonichi Techo 2023 paper will be the same as always. The Hobonichi Techo uses Tomoe River paper, which is designed for planners because it's so thin and sturdy. Many Hobonichi Techo users have let us know how much they love the paper in 2021, Production and sale of the Tomoe River paper by Tomoe Gawa Company ended. We received many questions. I bet they did. <laughs> Rip inbox. We received many questions as a result of this, asking what will happen to the paper in the Hobonichi Techo. So first things first, the 2023 edition Hobonichi Techo books all contain the same Tomoe River paper that you've used over the years. There has been no change quite yet. The Hobonichi 2024 will be the first edition to feature this new Tomoe River paper. When the production and sale of the Hobonichi Techo's Tomoe River paper by Tomoagawa Company ended, it was transferred to a company in Ishikawa Prefecture called Sanzin Paper Manufacturing Co. So we have talked about Sansen. Tomoe River paper is the reason the Hobonichi Techo is able to stay so portable despite its high page count, and after over 20 years, this ideal Techo paper will be enhanced with paper that's lighter, at the same thickness, and even more resistant to ink bleed with adjustments that make the writing surface even more crisp. The Hobonichi Techo 2024 lineup, which begins sales on September 1st, 2023, will have the first books to feature this new paper. Um, And then they just have a little caveat that the Hobonichi Techo weeks will not change until 2025. So it says, give the new Tomoe River paper a try. We'd love for everyone to be able to experience how the new paper will feel and write before the switch happens. So we'll be including Tomoe River test paper for the 2024 edition. The test paper will be included in the 2023 edition of the original, the cousin, the planner, and the day free. Use your usual writing utensils in the new paper to compare. And if you would please tell us your thoughts about the new Tomoe River paper here. So they have a link we'll share in the show notes for feedback. We look forward to hearing from you. All right. So what are your thoughts on this? I mean, I have thoughts. I don't know if you have thoughts. You don't totally care as much as I do. But, um, you know, do you have any any comments?
0: I'm thinking about this as a business owner rather yep. than a customer. And my kind of takeaway is a little mixed on okay. this. I think in some places they're doing a good job of hyping up the new paper. Mm -hmm. And in others, I I don't know, I feel like not so much. Like They focused a lot on how perfect, how perfect, how perfect Tomoe River was in a way that if I was writing this, I wouldn't focus so much on how good it's been, right? (laughs) Uh Because that's just kind of like sowing the idea that like what we currently have is exactly mm-hmm. what you want because they can't do anything about this. Like, it, it, you know, if, if I would. Because it's not they a choice. Are, because it is completely out of Hobanichi's hands. Right. I feel like that all they can do and all they really should do is extol the benefits and of the new paper mm-hmm. because they have zero agency in this matter. Right, and I feel like saying things like, "This product was only possible because of Tomorrow River." Like that's one; it's not actually true, anyway. Like there's other <laughs> right. paper that is thin like this that provides similar um, results, right? Like it's not like like maybe this is all they could get their hands on in these sizes, but yeah. Anyway, I wouldn't say that, mm-hmm. um, and I would mm-hmm. maybe spend more time focusing on these other like what they're saying these features are, right? That uh, enhanced paper lighter at the same thickness and even more resistant to ink bleed like those kinds of things i would kind of just like do that mm-hmm. and i'm also i am for me like the jury's still out on whether i think it's a good idea or not to include a test sheet really i'm not sure what i think about that okay I, like yeah I definitely see why you would do it to Mm -hmm. alleviate people's concerns in advance, right? Mm -hmm. But if... like, Okay, let's just say that somebody gets it and they're like, it's fine to... I don't really like this so much Mm -hmm. from using it just this one time. They're not going to get a new uh, journal next year potentially, right? They're going to be right. like, well, I don't want this now. Where if right. they just bought the journal and wasn't that comfortable with it, but now they've got the journal, and then they just, I guarantee, would just get used to it and be fine with it if they had the journal. You know what I mean?
1: Mm, see, I we we have some differing views on this whole thing. Like, I'm not I'm,
0: sure that this is like accurate. This is what I'm saying. Like, right, right, right. You're jury's just the, out of thinking out, out loud. Yeah. I think I see two paths to it. Like, I think it's a good idea in the sense of alleviating the concerns of people. Mm-hmm. it. But what I'll say is I only believe that's true if to, if Hobonichi are convinced that this is better. Mm-hmm. If mm-hmm. there's doubt, I don't think this is a good idea for their business. I'm not like, trust, listen to what I'm saying, right? Yeah, I'm yeah. not talking about like what is best for the customer here. I'm talking about what's best for their business. That's just what I'm intrigued about when thinking about this right. conversation because this is, like as we said before, not their choice. They right. would prefer to just keep using old Hobonichi forever, but they can't. So if they want to keep their business running, they need to make some very particular decisions about it. And so my feeling is if, they, if they're like, oh, we're not sure people are going to like this, let's include a test paper, I'm not sure that the outcome for Hobonichi there is positive okay
1: so two two parts from my perspective the first part i i mostly agree with how they speak about the old paper and then speak about the new paper i almost think they have a really like the one like sentence that stood out the most in this whole article actually needs to be the like their their highlight quote like they did some of these other quotes they should
0: they should lead with it
1: right at the top of the page this ideal techo paper will be enhanced with paper that's lighter at the same thickness and even more resistant to ink bleed with adjustments that make the writing surface even more crisp that needs to lead like Like that needs to be be like ingrained in your head Mm -hmm. that what you're getting and it's buried three quarters or halfway through this article right and that's the only thing they they talk about right yeah so as far as the new features going oh this old paper is great like i love right. that you know but yeah i i kind of see that the well, part I'll i'm say with is like
0: could be potentially cultural differences here right sure sure, sure in sure. the way the marketing is being presented primarily i just wanted to yeah just because i know yeah. someone's going to say that so if i say it then people yep. don't need yep. to say it to us yep
1: um the, I'm 100% on board with the test sheet because I want to cut this off ahead of any drama from people saying, oh, I didn't know this was different and give me my money back
0: now. Right. Yeah, um, no, that makes 2024. sense. 2024. makes sense. I mean, there'll still be some of that. But,
1: yes, but it'll, it'll be alleviate. mitigated by this. Say, hey, I'm either in or I'm out. And if you're out, that's fine. Like, we're going to say, hey, look, this is a business change. Right, what you're used to is not going to happen. We think this might even be better, and we're going to let you test it. If you're out, cool. We like we get that, and you know that will eliminate a lot of the drama than just dropping it on everyone. Like right. I'm, I'm on, I'm more on board okay. with that than just having this stuff show up uh, and telling people like they. I mean, it's not like they're hiding it. It's like telling people, hey, this paper's different. Well, now when you get, when you spend the $50 on the new planner and know it's different, you're just like going to be nitpicking it and you've spent money now. Whereas now you can get this sheet of paper and it's actually like a, uh, it's like a folded up for, you know, four panel thick kind of elongated sheet of paper, with like different, mm-hmm. different layouts and things on it. They have a sheet, a uh, picture of it here. Um, the little tester.
0: This is definitely like good guy marketing. Like, I agree, right? Like, they are spending their own money, right? This is money that they're having to spend to get this produced and packed and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's what I'm saying. I just hope that they're confident. Yeah, that's my thing. They have to be.
1: It's literally the core of their
0: business. Well, they don't. They're not necessarily confident, right? Like, it is their (laughs) business, it's the business. That's what I mean. Like, I. That's what, if you're going to, my thing is, if you're going to include this sheet, you really got to be confident that mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. is as good, if not better, for most people. Mm-hmm. You know, we go through this with our own products. Never going to catch everyone. Trying, right. and if you try to do that, you'll get no one. You have to right. make a product that's good enough for most people, not perfect for any p- particular group, I feel like. Because right. you, you, oh, you, you can do that, but you'll have a very small business, right? <laughs> right, Because right, right. You, you won't get all of that group to buy your product anyway. So you kind of have to make something that's good enough, I believe, for everyone rather than like particularly perfect for one type of person. I just, yeah, this is a, this is a fascinating thing. I cannot wait to see what people's reactions are.
1: Yeah, so two things, two more things. One people forget that hobonichi or the the parent company 1101 is actually a publicly traded company like this is like business decisions are a big deal (laughs) for this company like it's on the japanese stock exchange right um that that was one point completely separate is i think based on my testing of the new sans and paper i think it's going to be good like i have no qualms about the changes like i understand that any change for a such a particular item as this one Mm. will be will be you know uh met at a a microscopic level Mm. but i think based on my early testing and this was like the first run of the sands and tomoe river paper that jacob sent me i think it's gonna be perfectly fine if not i mean it's gonna be hard for me to ever say anything's better than the 52 gsm tomoe but this at least has a chance like it's in the conversation. And I think in the end, maybe 2024 is a little bit of an adjustment period for them. And then they're just right back into it full bore um, where people are going to realize that, Oh yeah, this is pretty good. It didn't, didn't really no real hang ups. Mm. company, big scale wise uh, moving forward after that. So I, I think it's all, it's all positive to me, but it's gotta be super weird for them sitting in those Sitting in that office, trying to figure out what they're gonna do. Can you imagine the stash of paper that they've had <laughs> to they had year, to still right? run to still run twenty twenty three out of the old Tomoe River paper? I mean, like, it's, that it's stuff kind hasn't of, been produced for years.
0: Well, oh, really? Yeah, the, well, they shut down that.
1: the the Tomoe Gawa three years ago, maybe two. It really? They kind to set it in there. Wow, yeah. I
0: feel like that just happened.
1: Yeah, because yeah, multiple no, they switched the paper. Hmm. Well, because they switched the machines and it made a bad product, right? Mm-hmm. So that was in that time frame as well. And then it went away completely because the new machines were making a bad product. And then the new company bought them just out of like last fall. So, yeah, it's been at least two years, if not three. And to fill that supply for years worth of Hobonichi planners, <laughs> that's a large inventory.
0: <laughs> Have you seen the new book that, that they're working on?
1: I haven't. I haven't gone through the catalogue yet, even though like it's full on planner season right now. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in September. Uh I have not. What are you what are you seeing?
0: So I was just on the website. It's called uh I believe Hun H O N, but it says pronounced of a long O, which means book okay. in Japanese. Okay. They call it a life book. Um it's like a hardcover book. It's uh it has some cover designs. It's A6 size, same contents as the Hobonichi Techo original. Uh, lay flat binding, because it's hardcover, uh, it looks like. Um, and it's a like a whole year book, like a 365-day book. This is good looking. Yeah.
1: Dang. Okay, I have not gone through the site. I've purposefully... Not gone through the Hobonichi stuff because I I want to I'm gonna I'm rethinking my my planner situation for next year so mm-hmm. I just want to sit down with it so and when my, when I do I want to write down my notes for the podcast um, so we'll do that maybe in September yeah this um, product
0: though, there's more information about it in October this is mm,
1: this is a very classic style that I appreciate in notebooks. In in an in annual type of notebook, you know, not yep. just, you know, like a kick around notebook. Yep. Um, hmm. Okay. I did not see this and I am compelled. So, yeah, that looks great. Looks
0: great. Always working on something over there. I hope the paper <sighs> works out for them. I'm confident that it will because I do believe that yeah. I would expect the larger portion of their customer base either wouldn't mm-hmm. care or wouldn't even be able to tell. Like I genuinely right. believe that. Because they're a huge company. Like, I know that there are people that do care and would be able to tell. Probably a lot of them would be totally fine with it. But I expect people buy Hobonichi for all of the other things that they do, which is not necessarily the particulars of the paper quality. It's like the design, the layout, the style, the hype. So
1: all of those things are very unique to Hobonichi, regardless of the paper. Why we love them is because of what it is like in the big picture. And then, oh, by the way, this paper is killer, right? It's amazing.
0: I mean, I've said this before. I hope that this has highlighted to them the fact that they probably need a better uh, overall plan, but I don't know what that would
1: be. It's scary, right? I imagine like – yeah, just the last several years of uh, again, I just think about being in that office going. Our entire business is built around something that no longer exists. Yep. What what do we do now? <laughs> yep. And their their growth, like I don't know, I don't follow their the like the back end businessy style. Even though they're a publicly traded company, they have had to seen massive growth over the past decade. Mm. And Huge. so this has to just be like full panic yeah. <laughs> for like the past year or two. So yeah, for sure. It's, it's super interesting. Like we're talking about this a lot, but I think both Mike and I find like these machinations just like crazy interesting just from the stationary business
0: perspective. Well. I, I think it's great. I think it's great. Yeah. So they're, they're in a very unique position mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to be the size that they are and to be using somebody else's paper. Yeah. Right. Like that's weird. Most companies of that size, they kind of have their own thing, right? Like, yeah,
1: I, I think all of us back when one of the, some of the initial changes were happening is like, well, why doesn't eleven oh one purchase the old machine and yes. start their own printer? Like, it's it only makes sense. Right, I still you own, don't. You own I, the sh- full I can only chain.
0: assume they were de- it was declined, like that they weren't allowed to do. It. Like, you why would you not do it? Even if you couldn't operate it, mm-hmm. just. Get it now and work it out later. Right? Like I don't know. Yeah. Who
1: knows? It's fun stuff. Fun yep. stuff. All right, Mike. We're recording yes. early today, unbeknownst to our listeners until I just told them. So that means I've got coffee in hand. Oh, and I boy. bet I bet you can tell me more about coffee.
0: Oh, I can. And I can tell you about where to get the best coffee. That's trade. And our thanks to Trade, as always, for supporting this show. When you become a Trade Coffee customer, you'll get the freshest and best-tasting coffee you've ever made at home. And the coffee you'll be drinking will be from the U.S.'s best independent craft roasters, which helps out these businesses too, which is fantastic. And look, Trade Coffee team... They make sure they've got the best stuff available. They keep 450 different kinds of coffee live and ready to ship every day from the taste testing that they do of thousands of coffee varieties from different roasters and all this kind of stuff. Everyone has that one coffee that they love and Trey's going to help you find it. And Here's how they do it. You go to their website and it takes just answering a couple of questions from their awesome quiz to get your own personalized variety of coffees delivered fresh to you as often as you like. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know when it like coffee is like just perfect for you, trades real coffee experts personally taste test these roasts so they know exactly what to recommend for you. And it's super easy as well. I've done the quiz. They make it sometimes this stuff can be daunting, especially if you're a newer like coffee drinker or you're trying to expand a little bit of the stuff that you're looking for. They ask you some very basic questions of your taste profile. And if for some reason they don't match you right first time, They will give, uh, they'll get you in touch with one of their coffee experts for you to give your feedback to, and they'll send you a brand new bag for free. This is how confident trade are that they're going to match you right the first time. Coffee, I believe, is best when you have the beans, you grind them, and you know, like, and this is Mm -hmm. what they can help you do. Uh, It really creates just a ritual, a fantastic experience. Like this is one of the things that I love personally about trade is that they can put me in touch with all of these companies and I get these fresh roasted beans and I'm ready to roll. Like, uh, I think it's fantastic. It's super, super good. Right now, Trade is offering, at new subscribers, a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com slash penaddict. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz today at drinktrade.com slash penaddict and let Trade find you a coffee you're going to love. One last time, drinktrade.com slash penaddict for $30 off. Our thanks to Trade for the support of this show and Relay FM.
1: The coolest thing about Trade is that they do... Aside from like the quiz matching up like your flavor, flavor profiles and stuff, they do try to get some regional stuff to where you're located. Yep. So they introduced me introduced me to Portrait Coffee out of Atlanta, which is like my new favorite. Like anytime I get a bag from Portrait, I'm like, yeah, that's the good stuff. So logistically, it, it's that's neat. helpful
0: for them too, though, right? Because it's absolutely, it's coming from the roasteries
1: right right so like most of mine that i get are like on the east coast at least like if they're not from atlanta like i've had plenty from like new york upstate new york and some other things like that but yeah i definitely get a good batch from uh you know just up the street kind of so it's uh, pretty neat so i am going much further away than portrait mm-hmm. coffee uh tomorrow i'm going to the san francisco Pin show have it's you heard wow. mike have you heard I heard the I'm what? On a San Francisco pin show? I had, no, um, I, I,
0: had, you know, I had no idea. I can't believe mm. this just it's interesting. It's not I, I rarely talk me. about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't talk
1: about it very much. I'm not very excited uh, whatsoever, and mm-hmm. we're just gonna go and see what happens. No, I am, uh, it's go time so. I wanted to talk a little bit um just to give some first time showgoers if you're there like the entire weekend, kind of like what I try to do like for these the days that I'm there. Cause it can be long and tiring and especially if you're working. Like it's a little bit different now that I'm attending. I could manage my <laughs> manage my mental health and tiredness a little bit better than if I was working the whole time. So uh shout out to all of you who are working the show. I know it's uh you got a long weekend ahead of you. Um, but yeah, I am um I have a few plans, Mike, and what I was thinking about mostly this week is packing for the show, and what stationery should I bring to the show, and I settled on almost nothing, Hmm. and here's why.
0: You're going to buy a lot of stuff.
1: (sighs) I mean, that's part of it. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like the the end. (laughs) I'm just going to buy it all there. But no, it's like I could bring a lot of stuff. Sure. But what I found, the more shows I go to, which is, you know, this is back, you know, pre-COVID. The more shows I go to, the more stuff I see that's accessible to more people. So I don't need to necessarily travel across country with like 50 pins, right, for like show and tell. Because it's covered. Like a lot of people have a lot of things covered, right? So a lot of my goal in bringing things to Pin Show was to share things with people that they've never seen before or wanted to try out for the first time. Even could be just like a Lamy 2000 or something. I've never tried one. I was like, you know, now we have these opportunities, like the, the whole community and business effort to, get products in people's hands has really kind of escalated to where there is a lot more like freedom of product movement around the show to where you're able to to try something before you buy it and test things out so yeah I do like doing that but there's been less benefit for me to worry about packing all of those things like especially if I'm like doing plane travel and having to ink up a bunch of pens or even just taking a bunch of pens and not inking them and inking them when I get there so What I'm doing is, I'm not going to bring any inked fountain pens. I don't think. Maybe one if I'm feeling frisky and want something, just you know, while I'm waiting around at the airport or something like that to use. Um, I'm bringing three fountain pens that I'm going to get worked on, which we'll talk about in a minute. But like that's it. Like I'm not going to bring a whole bunch of inked up fountain pens unless someone reaches out. Like a bunch of people have reached out to me, say, "Hey, can you bring this? Can you bring that?" It just so happens I am bringing a bunch of the things uh, to get worked on um, already, and I'll just ink them up Mm -hmm. while I'm there. So my plans for the show, since I'm not bringing much, is the first thing on Friday morning when I'm there is I'm going to get a new plotter. So I have an appointment. Plotter is doing like custom builds of their notebooks. So I have an appointment like 10, 12 in the morning on Friday, so like right out the gate. And that's going to be my notebook to carry around the show and use, right? I do like to have a notebook, especially if I'm spending a long time at a show, a fountain pen-friendly notebook to test things in, whether it's inks or pens or nibs, things like that, just something to jot things down. And Plotter has some smaller sizes that I'm interested in, like the Bible size or the, I forget what they call the even smaller one, mini, I think. So I'm going to check out, see which smaller size Plotter I want. And I'm going to buy that right out the jump. Then I'm going straight over to Masubi and straight over to Kurnow, um to check out their new notebooks. So I'm going to be like flush with notebooks from from the jump um, at the show. So I'm not going to pack my own notebooks outside, maybe a pocket notebook. Um, normally, like in Atlanta, I brought my uh, William Hanna Plana where I have like eight or 10 different paper types in there to test. Like, I think we're going to be covered. Like, I don't necessarily need to overpack my own stationery to travel across the country with. But coming home, Mike, we will <laughs> we will be overloaded with goods. So, yes, you were right in the beginning. It's because I'm going to be buying it there. But this paper, like, I just want to get this, you know, right out the gate. A lot of times on a Friday morning or a Saturday morning or even sometimes Sunday morning, mm-hmm. Companies will put out their limited edition stuff, so I will grab a couple of things that I don't want to miss out on on those early hours when I get to the show. Um, also on Friday, I'm going to hang out at Rickshaw for a little bit, talk about the Sinclair. You know, I don't have anything scheduled or anything like that, but, you know, the Sinclair launch is happening at the San Francisco Penn Show, so I'm excited about that. I have a mm-hmm. bunch of Sinclairs that I'm bringing um, very, very uh, much Going to uh, be be excited about that, so I look forward to that. And then probably by like noon on Friday, we take a breath. Like I'm already like super, super anxious just talking about it. So by lunchtime on Friday, we're gonna chill. We're gonna eat lunch and then we're just gonna browse the show, right? So that's the hardest thing for first or second time pin show attendees is to not get overwhelmed. And just listening to myself talk, I can tell I'm just already overwhelming myself. But like that's okay in moderation. Let's just do the things I want to right out the gate Friday. And then rest of Friday is just kind of free to browse around. Hang out, see all my friends, you know, go go to all the tables, go do all that stuff and just chill and then have a nice, calmer rest of the day because I know I have Saturday. And Sunday to handle anything that I really need to do. So Saturday, I'm taking my first class. Like my first, I, I really have to think about it. I've taken like some free classes at shows, but this is the first time I've done like the paid class thing. So I'll be doing the paper class. And I'm sure we will talk about Tomoe River a lot in this paper class that I'm taking on Saturday. I look forward to that. And then Saturday at the show, I will be in and out of the show floor a lot because it'll be super crowded right like i would make since i'll have friday you know to explore saturday i'll make some more direct you know things like if i want to see something at a certain table we'll make us point to see that but we'll probably hop in and out of the show a lot on saturday and probably just do a lot of sitting and hanging out um you know Especially as the day gets on and it gets more crowded, and you get a little bit tireder, and um, you know, so it'll just be a lot of just hanging out and not doing anything in particular. Then Mike kind of came up out of the blue Saturday night. We're gonna have a get together with myself, Cy from uh, Tokyo Inklings, uh, April and Kelly from Stationary Cafe, uh, Drew from the Goulet Pencast. We're gonna have uh, a little little Q and A session in one of the ballrooms there, and then we're just gonna have like a journaling hangout, mm. uh, just like a you know fun you know get out your journals and uh, and mess around and just kind of mix and mingle. So Saturday night, so that came up uh, came up here in the past week. I put some details in the on my instagram page but we'll have a link to that uh in the show notes and you could just show up to that right it's like nothing official i don't know that it's going to be recorded or videoed maybe someone will maybe i will but uh it'll just be a fun little hangout sunday is actually when i do most of my heavy lifting right so when you're there for a full weekend friday when you get there you kind of get the things that aren't going to be around all weekend right the stuff you really, really don't want to miss out on. And then it'll probably be Sunday before I start picking up things like for review, for the blog, for giveaways. Like I'll do a lot of buying on Sunday and I'll also get my nib work done on Sunday mostly. Like I have an appointment with JC at the nib tailor. Like I I think that's the first time I've signed up online for an appointment. Like I'm doing all these things that are different for me uh, at pin shows. So you know, with the the different pins that I, I brought to, to get nib work done. So Sunday, like I feel like by then I've gotten, you know, I know what's going on on the show floor so I can just finalize anything that needs to come home with me, either personal related like nib work or work related like review items. We do all that on Sunday. We make lots of trips to the room on Sunday to offload <laughs> offload products so we don't have to carry them around. So um, that's kind of like what my show, just in a big picture way, kind of looks like. Um, and then by Sunday night, I will just be chilling out in my hotel room and uh, write, uh, writing up the, uh, the show recap, hopefully, by that night for uh, Panatic members. But that's kind of the overview um, I don't have a big shopping list. I rarely do have a big shopping list for shows, but there are a couple things I want to check out. Um, one Toyoka craft is going to be there, Mike. So Uh-oh. that, that could be problematic. I'm going to look at the smaller stuff, like some trays mm-hmm. that, you know, I can travel home with, right? I obviously can't get any of the big bulky stuff of and fly home with it, nor do I want to ship it home.
0: Hey, if they got it there, Brad, you can yeah. get it back. You know? They got it there.
1: You got it. Th- That's right. They got it there from Japan. I can get it to back to my house, right? Um, I'm obviously going to check out everything that uh, Bungu Box has because I think they just have some of the best products, the best curation of products, um, around. They always do cool stuff for the San Francisco Pin Show. I'm going to mm-hmm. check out what they have on a personal pin level i'm i want to check out a pilot decimo if i can find like an interesting neat one i might pick that up for me personally um just because i've always wanted one and i always want to have one to compare to uh the vanishing point um but otherwise like i don't have a big list of things that i'm going i need to see this pin and i need to see the new that pin and it's just going to be Mostly just hey, let's see what's out there. let's just have a good time talking with people, mingling around, um, you know having some some fun events and just really just really having a, a big hangout session and uh, it, it, it's gonna be fun. So that's kind of my show in a nutshell. If you're there, you better come say hi to me. like just come say hi, don't be shy. I don't bite, um, you know, you, you know what I look like by now. I put my, I'm on Instagram and, and things like that. Just come say, hey, say, hey, I listen to your show or I read your blog. And uh, I would love to say thank you for all of your support. And um, I really appreciate anyone who, who uh, takes the time to come say hi. And uh, if you need help at the show, like if you have questions, let me know. Like I'm super, super free to help anyone right? Since I'm not working at shows Mm. uh, hardly anymore, I love helping people out, like answering questions. Hey, what about this pen versus that pen? Okay, let's go check them out and see if I can help you out. So I love doing that stuff. So don't hesitate to ask um, if you see me, um, you know, wandering around the show, if you can get, uh, you know, a few minutes of my time to help walk you around the show and show you things. I love to do that. Like, that's like my favorite thing to do. So that's kind of it. There is one product I want to, Approach specifically that I am gonna gonna check out, um, and it relates to our 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 sponsor pencil, which we'll talk about in a minute. So they've put up for pre-sale, Mike. I don't know if you saw this, the Pilot Vanishing Point SE. Did you see these come across? Uh...
0: I I only saw it from it being in our notes. Okay, so
1: I had thoughts on these
0: before fully
1: reading the description. And I was like, "What? What? What's going on here? Like, I'm a little concerned, Pilot. <laughs> what are you doing with with the vanishing point here?" And I put this in the show notes in in the show notes, the literal San Francisco Pin Show notes section in our document because Pilot should be there at this show, Pilot of Americas, and apparently at the last show they had these there for people to review. So this is actually on my list, not from a shopping perspective because they're not released yet but from an inspection perspective not that i want one but mike i thought based just on imagery alone that this was the standard style of vanishing point uh limited edition pins you know the annual limited edition pins like the gradients for example mm-hmm. where it's essentially just a wrap around the brass barrel And I thought, well, these are like the marble wraps. Okay, they look great. Like, like no problem. They look fantastic. These are just kind of, you know, just generic. And I've seen Pilot do these kind of swirly things before. And uh, wow, they're $320. That seems like a lot for just like a wrap pen. They're not. They are not that at all. They are acrylic wraps, if you will. So they're not just, you know, like the, the gradients, for example. To where mm-hmm. they're just like an like a layer of whatever they print that stuff on, you know, and it which is great, like it looks nice, it's completely fine. that's like what I'm staring at my van- orange vanishing point right now, and that's all it is, right? It's just like a wrap around there, but these are like actual acrylic bodies that are around the barrel now, and I see now why the price is more, and I want to see this in person because this is a different kind of upgraded vanishing point that they've done in the past. I mean, they're charging you for it. Like, don't get me wrong, like $320, like it's no joke, but it's at least something different for the vanishing point. It's kind of like how we've seen in the past some smaller makers make their own barrels, you know, fittings Mm. for the vanishing point and this is Pilot kind of doing it themselves, and I want to see what these feel like, what these look like. I have absolutely no interest in in owning one for myself. Like, I have enough vanishing points. Like, if I do anything, I'll buy the Decimo for myself, because it's at least different than what I have, but I think I I need to be able to talk about this one. I want to see how it feels compared to some of the other vanishing points, and what that material looks like, and you know, did they do a good job on it, which it's pilot. I'm sure that they do. So I I think it's interesting and I hope to get to check these out. So uh, uh, stay tuned. For more on that, but um, yeah, the, it's certainly interesting, and I was certainly wrong about them in the beginning. I think it was just like the standard LEs with the the basic wraps, not like a full on acrylic uh, exterior barrel. So it'll be it'll be cool to see. I still think it's over like a brass interior, right? They still have to have the interior to build these parts around, but I think it's going to be an acrylic, and uh, I think it's going to be nice. So we'll see how they do.
0: Yeah, it doesn't doesn't say on the Benchmade page. It just it says body material metal.
1: Right, so like so it confuses me. Something inside, yeah. There's some
0: cool, yeah, still.
1: yeah. So all of the vanishing points interior, like under, like the color sections of the top yeah. and the bottom of the barrel is brass. Yeah. So that gives them the weight that they have, which mm-hmm. is not it's not a heavy weight, but it is basically a, a fully metal pin yeah. with something around it on the exterior, mm-hmm. and this time the around it is more of an acrylic. As, as opposed to more of just um, like a layer of, you know, whatever material they use for these wraps. So There's like a thin, not, I, hes, I hesitate to call them sticker. That doesn't do them justice because they're very high quality. Yeah. But it's it's, diff, it's different than a standard vanishing point. It's like a point.
0: thin sheet of whatever right. the material is, right? And, <laughs> yeah. And then they just, that's just adhe- adhered to adhered. a metal core. Yeah. I wonder right. if these are thicker.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Right. So, because if you yeah, still have they, the
0: metal core in them, and now it's actually a piece of resin, mm-hmm. I would assume that these are a little bit bigger. I don't know. Uh,
1: the picture, the picture doesn't really allude to that. So they look correctly sized from a traditional vanishing point. That's why, like, this is completely on my list to observe and to check out and to try to figure out what's going on here but not necessarily to buy like that's a lot of my list is like hey i need to check out product x mm-hmm. right i'm not saying it's on my list to go buy product x it's like hey i need to go look at this so i am more informed you know later about it
0: yeah because the on the pen page they have like product specifications but mm-hmm. they are exactly the same as the standard vanishing point? And I don't know. Right. Like, could they really, yeah. like, even down to the weight? Like, I don't know if this is, like, standard vanishing point specifications.
1: Yeah. What made me question my initial thoughts on this was seeing the price. I was like, that price doesn't add up for what they're selling here. And then I was like, oh, when then we had a discussion. It's, like, actual, like, these acrylic... Acrylics that they're using, so yeah. we'll see okay. something. Uh, we will definitely follow up on that and see if it's um, see if it's a compelling product or not.
0: So, talking about penchalet if you want to go and get one of these and check them out for yourself, you should go check out our sponsor, penchalet because they have all of the products that you're looking for from your favorite brands. penchalet also running discounts all the time every uh, every couple of weeks. You can go and see different discounts on Penchelet and also. Every couple of weeks, you'll be able to go and find new products. Penchalet are always adding new stuff all the time. They've got the things that you're looking for, and they do it at fantastic prices with very fast, very reliable customer service, free shipping on orders of over $75 in the US, and they sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates. Penchalet has low prices on high quality pens, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Now, because you're a listener of this show, if you go to Penchalet.com, that's P E N C H A L E T.com, and click the podcast link at the top of the website enter the password pen addict and you will get the code that you need to save 10 percent on anything at any time at pen as well as being able to feast your eyes on some special offers just for being a pen addict listener like what brad
1: so before we even get to the special offer page the new iguana blue Caveco al I sport just saw it. I just good saw grief it. Like that's uh that's just uh just now launching, so I think it's in like pre-order phase. But I mean what a knockout. Like that is just a beautiful blue and gold pin. It looks like I mean, everyone knows that I love the Covecos, I love the AL sports, I love the regular sports if this one was at the pin show, like I might come home with this one, right? It's good looking. Like yep. it's that good looking and you know, they're not exactly cheap, but they're under a hundred bucks, like 92 bucks. And you can use your, your pen addict offer code mm-hmm. on that as well. So, um, like that's a, <laughs> that's a great look, looking $82 and eight. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So <laughs> then you jump over and, uh, click on the, on the podcast button and put in the code pen addict. I think there's two standout products here. On this page, the Monteverde Super Black One-Touch Stylus Tool Fountain Pen. Yep. It is crazily priced for a pen that is normally... Normally, people use this one for the rollerball or the ballpoint tip. And this is one of the style barrel styles that uses the fountain pen cartridge rollerball tip. But this is actually the fountain pen model of it. That is at a price that I have never seen before. And that's a pretty popular pen um, for that price. Is really great. Secondly, the Paniter Avatar. The this is a really interesting Paniter pen for a price that is really crazy. <laughs> like we don't talk about the prices because y'all need to go look at them, and um, that, that's that's part of the deal here. We can't uh, announce these prices because they're almost too good. And I'm um, also it doesn't we're gonna make to get sense. you to go there. You know, we got to get you to go, you to go there. there. Come on, I mean, get on we got to be on, has, hashtag sponsored. Uh-huh. But um, yeah, like that's a really good pen that I know a lot of people have enjoyed. That pen that is, uh, it's just an unreal price. So yeah, go check out everything that Penciala's got to offer. Have your own uh, pen show at home at penchalet.com.
0: Beautiful, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website. Uh, and enter the code PENADDICT. Our thanks to Pen Chalet for their support of this show and Relay FM.
1: I want to f- continue on my nib talk from what I'm getting done at the San Francisco Pen Show and kind of translate that into some things I'm working on on the home storage front. So, the longer you're in this hobby, the more you learn about yourself what type of pens you like, how a fountain pen works for you on the page, and how you can make it better. And that inevitably leads you into custom nibs, right? Custom grinds, you know, pre, pre-ground pre nibs, you know, stock stub nibs that a lot of companies offer. Anything different than the basics, you know, extra fine, fine, medium, broads that we normally get. Mm-hmm. And so when you've been around a while and you start to figure these things out, it's like, oh, I love this, but if I could adjust this nib, it would be even better. So then, if you're someone like me, you end up with a wide range of nibs for a wide range of writing situations, and a lot of these nibs replace the stock nibs on some of your pens. So circling back to the Kaveco we just talked about, I have a ton of Kaveco pens. Probably, let's just say I have 10 Kaveco sports. It's probably somewhere around there. I have two Kaveco nibs that I use all the time. I have an extra fine that is that I move around that it's um, really, really, you know, a really great writer. And then I have a broad, or I think, is it a medium? It might be a medium. A medium or a broad nib that I had ground into a cursive italic so now I have these nibs because I never have 10 Kaveco sports inked up so I'll ink one up move the nib from the last pen I used it into the current pen and now I have a loose Kaweco nib so what do I do so I went through these on stream uh, last week maybe two weeks ago and I probably had, again, like 10 loose Kabeco nibs. What do you do? What do you do with all these nibs? So that's what I'm trying to decide. So I'd love to hear from our listeners what they do. So I started to organize them. I basically just had them in a cigar box, just everything dumped in there, right? Which is fine. Like if I'm not going to use them right now, that's fine. But I also didn't know what I had. So I went through this whole cigar box on stream. And Mike, let me tell you. <laughs> I found a couple of gold nibs in there that I didn't realize I had. I found some custom ground nibs in there that I must have swapped out at one time from one nib to the other and set it aside and they ended up in this bin. So I basically have like a little small fishing tackle box now that I've
0: sorted Ah. all these nibs in. And That feels like a kind of a good solution, like tiny little metal things, right? That's what they're made for, those boxes.
1: Exactly. So little small compartments, you know, you can pile all the nibs in there. The one thing I don't have is a way to track like the custom grinds, right? Like I, you spend a lot of money on these custom nibs and you want to be able to either one use them or two know where they are when you're not using them are they loaded into a pen which pen are they loaded into are they loose in your little tackle box you know and if they're loose in your tackle box is it marked to where you know what's the grind on this nib and who did it right so there's obviously Hmm. database options spreadsheet options notebook Uh, tracking options that's not uh, that's
0: complicated because yeah you've got to be able to see the ground and like, I mean, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, if you have five architect grounds by five different people, could you really tell just by looking at it who, which one is no, which? No, yeah. no.
1: And that's a problem. Like, you got to yeah. go from the jump. So that's what I'm thinking about, you know, especially when I'm about to head to get some nib work done. You know,
0: I'll, I'll have about, a couple of nibs. Mm-hmm. Like, you know those little card catalog kind of things mm-hmm. where like, it's all got those little card dividers. What if you put them the nibs in little envelopes? Oh yeah. That's a good idea. And like, put yeah. them in a, something like that and then you could just like basically have a little box that organizes them and you could just you could sort them by type and then you could write which one it is on the little envelope.
1: You could check them out. Right, and you could you check have, them out. Yeah, right. You would, and then you would have a log on the little uh-huh. thing. That's actually that's actually one idea, Mike. That did not come up on the stream. <laughs> that's yes. a very good idea. So you got that's to get a, that
0: out of the box thinking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. in the box so thinking,
1: I guess. One of the one of the common ones was using the ink sample vials, right, to hold the nib and yep. then marking the exterior. I've right? had right? Nibs that's a good storage sent to me
0: in those before, mm-hmm. but yeah, yeah, that's, that's too a good, to me too much physical space taken eh, up? they're pretty
1: small they're pretty small
0: but it's still like, like it's I,
1: probably less spi- physical space than like if you have the this card catalog envelope system like you're mm-hmm. talking about like you got to have a big enough envelope to be able to write on for like the checkout True. system True. which i'm actually like i'm all in on this like i'm thinking about this i was like this is really smart that way i know where the nib is or the last mm-hmm. place the nib was right because sometimes i might there's I have so many pens, you know, I might not use a pen for six months, but I might want the nib that I left yep. in there. And where is it? And I can go look at this little uh, card catalog entry and figure out, oh, See? it's in my Franklin Christoph Mario 45. You know, keep me around That's for a some super, reason. super smart idea. So I, I, I like that. I'm going to proceed with that, I think. Um, then we'll talk about uh, what else we can do with that. And I, I would love to hear any other solutions. So the second issue it's it's an it's a really a non-issue but it's what can you do with all of the stock nibs right so i've replaced a lot of stock nibs so therefore i have stacks of back to the Kavecos again i have stacks of Kaveco stock nibs you know what you know what uh people were telling me to do mike with all those extra nibs go on nib nib grind them myself what what else am i going to do with them right i don't use them maybe i try that something on there maybe i experiment idea.
0: why not yeah why not try why not? like I i'm literally not going to put this signature <laughs> nib that's what i want
1: now i have zero interest in being a nib grinder um <laughs> on the regular but what if i could play around with some of these nibs and figure out you know how to do like my own cursive italic type of grind which is like one of my favorite grinds like it's a simple I say simple, you know, air quotes simple, but it's not like an architect grind, right? It's, it's a different level. Um, it's one of the more base type of grinds, which I like. So maybe I, you know, try to manipulate these nibs a little bit on my own. Like what I'm literally not going to use them, but I'm not going to, it's like you don't throw these away, right? So no. maybe I experiment. Maybe I can send Mike a fun little nib. Or, now that I'm really thinking about it, or maybe I just send them all to our, our friend Jim, uh, Mr. Pensloth, send him, like, five kaveco nibs and tell him to stack five number five Kaweco nibs <laughs> into something <laughs> and let him play around with that. So now I'm really thinking out of the box here. So that could be fun. So anyway, if you have a nib problem, Mike, Call 1-800-FIX-NIBS. If you have a nib problem.
0: <laughs>
1: no, if, if, if you are find yourself in this situation and have some solutions for either storage or what you're doing with these stock nibs, um, I, I would love to hear it. So uh, So hit me up. This is something I'm thinking about because my organization for nibs is poor and I'm missing out on some of the fun in these nibs that I have here. So I need to organize them a little bit better.
0: This is this is good stuff. I really want you to try the nib grinding.
1: Yeah, that, that's, yeah. Like I'm sitting here thinking about it. I was like, yeah, I have no idea what I'm doing. So it could be fun.
0: I really want <laughs> you, I really, I'd be fascinated to know how that goes. <laughs> like, I know this is not me saying that like, I think this is, that, oh, you're going to do a terrible job. But it just, I, I just think it will be really interesting to see what you could do. Because you know mm-hmm. what you want. Maybe more than other people might.
1: Well, I know the end result that I want. That's can I, I mean. get there? Right. Exactly. Yes. I yeah. I huh. know where I want to end up. Is it possible for me to get there?
0: How cheaply can you get a kit?
1: Right? Like what do you need? The basic I think would probably be just like one of the small handheld Dremel tools, which I might oh, already have. Oh yeah. Like okay. less than fifty bucks. That I don't seems know, like the fastest the- way to
0: destroy a nib, too.
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> if you need to do that, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Like, what else are they going to do? They're not? just sitting
1: there. They're just sitting there.
0: Well, I um, hope you have fun at the San Francisco Pen Show. Yep. Along I, look everyone else, to it. I look forward to a full report on mm-hmm, next week's episode, mm-hmm. and then we will not talk about the San Francisco Pen Show for 11 and a half more months. Mm, allegedly. Sounds fair? Sounds fair. If you'd like to find links and information about this week's episode, you can go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 527, but they should be in your podcast app of choice. If they're not in your podcast app of choice, you should consider a different app (laughs) would be my recommendation. (laughs) Yes. Because they all do it now, all the good ones, like Spotify has links, Apple Podcasts has links. You should at least be using those if, you know. But I recommend Pocket Cast, Overcast, uh, there's two, kind of uh, one for iOS, one for Android, or casters mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on both. Mm-hmm. So check those out if you haven't already. Uh, I don't know why I'm doing this new <laughs> segment of Mike, Mike Blame's podcast apps. I'm not really sure where this has come from. Well, if you want I mean, to find... you, run a,
1: you run a podcast business, yeah, so true. you're, true, you're true, dialed true. into this.
0: True, true, true. If you want to find Brad online, I'm sure Brad will be good to follow on social media. I would expect Instagram is the best place over the next week. You can go to penaddict on Instagram. Brad is dowdyism mm-hmm. on Twitter. Brad streams usually a few times a week at twitch.tv slash penaddict. Uh, and you obviously you'll be able to I'm sure find a write up of the San Francisco Bench show over at penaddict.com at some point. And of course if you are a uh member, a penaddict.com member and you get the refill newsletter, I know you'll be uh doing the, yep. the picture essay, which I always enjoy. Yep, yep. That'll
1: that'll be good. I'm I'm ready to roll, Mike.
0: He's ready to roll, everyone. You watch out. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm Mike. I M Y K E. Thanks to Trey Coffee and Penchulay for the support of this week's show. And until next time, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.